We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink AG1 literally every day and I started to give them a try because I realized that in order to be the real champion of my life, I've got to take care of my body. It's truly an absolute non-negotiable. I drink AG1 in the morning before I start my day and it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body as a positive first action and habit of my day. Because I've realized that one small thing that I do is the quickest way that I can create lasting change in my life. I think about it like this. My choices, my actions, they matter. So I think of drinking AG1 as a choice. It's like a vote for the person that I want to become. Someone who's balanced, vibrant, healthy, full of energy. And that's why I love AG1. It tastes so great and gives me everything that I need to feel my best. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash coachable. That's drinkag1.com slash coachable. Check them out today. Coachable family, welcome back to another episode of the Coachable Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, and today is an exciting day because I'm joined by one of my favorite content creators online, Giselle Ugardi is in the house. She's come to visit us here in Vegas. And I'm super excited because if you don't know this girl, she has amassed a huge social media following across many platforms, which we're going to get into today. She's a motivational speaker that's spoken on some of the world's biggest stages. And today we're going to jump into how you can have a healthy relationship with social media, how you can become more confident in sharing your message, sharing who you are, and how you can can be original in a world that is really trying to be like trying to get you to be like everybody else. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so, I'm excited so excited to have you. Yeah, it's been a while. Like I started following you, I guess it had to be like 2020. Mm-hmm. I was jumping on TikTok at the time. Um, and for me, because... That was, for me, the time I was getting onto TikTok and TikTok was making this big transition from um, being about 
you know, dance trends. And there were a lot of young kids on the platform and TikTok was doing this big push to get other types of experts and education to the platform. And I joined what was called the creative learning fund at the time. And that's how I came across your content. I was like, who is this girl? And you were everywhere. Um, (laughs) and, and now you're like, outside of your massive following, you're really known for teaching people how they can show up better online and also just manage that relationship in general. So I'd love for you to just take our audience back, help us get to know you a little bit. And like, where did all of your work, what you do now, like, how did that originate? You've been in radio, you've been in, you know, broadcasting. Give us a little bit of background. It's one of those moments where you look in the mirror and in hindsight, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas as it was happening, it was an evolution, but, um, and, and that's the thing, like, I'm not the coach who's going to tell you how to go viral. I'm not the one who's going to tell you how to get more views. Like, yes, there are certain tactics, but for me, it's really, how can the person who's showing up online match that person who's showing up offline? Yeah. So that when you're seeing someone on your feed or when your feed or when your videos are showing up on somebody else's feed, someone feels like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I know her. Mm -hmm. That's my person. It's Mm -hmm. not about getting everybody to like you. It's not about getting everybody to follow you. Mm -hmm. It's about getting the right people to understand your message so that when you meet in person, like we, like this is our first time meeting in person today. It's like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I already know you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you have those moments, it's also, it allows for you to not be so sweaty when you're uploading content or wonder what people are going to think because you feel like, well, I'm not trying to fake anything. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. This is where I want to go. Mm -hmm. And you asked like, talked about the journey. So the reality is I've been studying and creating online content for 15 years now, specifically video, which 15 years, let's think about that for a second, probably longer than some of you have had Instagram, TikTok definitely didn't exist. Definitely. (laughs) And also back then the way that social media was presented to us was very different. Mm -hmm. Like, let's think about it. Like Facebook at that point in time, it was relationship status and show me what you're doing and tell me what's on your mind. And you were just throwing out thoughts into the world. And it was a little bit showing off. Instagram absolutely was something that when you got on the platform, it was fun and artsy because of the filters. Mm -hmm. But the filters at that point in time were presented to us as like photography features to make you look like a professional photographer, not morphing your face to look into something that it isn't, wasn't. Mm -hmm. And now like we're adding that social element to it, which is it's been around the entire time, but some of you are really just starting to understand that. Mm-hmm. Like you thought it was meant to be a highlight reel. You thought that it was meant to be this place where you show up as your quote unquote, best, most perfect, skinniest self. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and it's not, and it doesn't have to be. And so I started putting up videos on YouTube almost 15 years ago now in my aspirations of becoming a TV host. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought nobody would see those videos. Yeah. Like it was not subscribers were not a thing of intention. Like it was not about being an influencer, like Mm -hmm. influencer, that title didn't even exist back then. Right. I just wanted to be a TV host and nobody was hiring me out of an awesome school. I didn't want to do the nine to five. Mm -hmm. So I began to create video content just to get more comfortable in front of the camera, just to get more comfortable so that when I walked into an audition room, I felt like I could connect just to understand how to edit or how to light or how to use audio and do that thing by myself. Because the way that I was setting myself apart was, okay, normally you hire a host. Let me show you how I can do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. 
But what ended up happening was I found these extraordinarily average teenagers who were making videos in their bedrooms or their college dorms and their cameras sucked and there was no polish to their communication, Mm -hmm. which for me going into journalism, like what, Mm -hmm. how is this possible? Like they're just rambling on and on and on and they're (laughs) saying, um, and oh my God, she's not wearing makeup. Why would, how how dare she? Like, (laughs) why would she do, why why are you letting the world see you in this way? Mm -hmm. And they had hundreds of thousands, if not like millions of subscribers. Subscribers, and I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how are how are people not talking about this? But also, like, why are people watching your videos? I don't get it. And so I began to study things like, well, how often are they posting? And what what tags are they using? And what titles are they using? And what thumbnails are they using? And what, what time of day are they posting? And what day of the week are they posting? Thinking that it had to have been some type of like a tactic yeah. because there's no way like their content their content was horrible. Yeah. And, you know, fast forward, what I ended up learning was that, no, it didn't have to do with any of those things. It didn't, it, it, and actually people connected with them, especially because they weren't polished yeah. and because they were letting you in and they were introducing you to their friends or other content creators or family members mm-hmm. or outfits or shoes. And they were genuinely excited and they talked to you like a best friend. Yeah. And what we're seeing then is what we saw when you and I met in 2020 met in quotation marks because yeah. it was virtual, which is that people have been craving human connection long before social distancing was the way of our world. Totally. And the reason why these kids had these followings were because they were giving people something that perhaps they didn't have in their everyday life. Mm. You know, they, they maybe had never seen someone like that before, whether it was someone who was a certain color or a certain size, or back then it was so taboo if someone came out, right? <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Like that was maybe the first time that they were experiencing that outside of like where our generation had the real world. I feel like that was the original. Yeah. Like that really was Definitely. like the original influencer. And, and now what we're seeing, and since I've been doing this long enough, I'm recognizing, oh my gosh, like this is cyclical. Like all of this is it's patterns. It's cyclical. So then all of a sudden TikTok happens. You have these extraordinarily average teenagers who (laughs) are using their phones Mm -hmm. and just showing you random things in their life, like going to Dunkin Donuts or making up dances. But like, think about it. You as a kid, you used to go on coffee runs with your friends Mm -hmm. and like it was cool to drink coffee or you used to make up dances in your bedroom. And it's it's one more way to connect. And so when I saw TikTok, the light bulb went off for me because really, truly, where I was at 10, 15 years ago, I couldn't connect. It was so hard for me to show up as anything other than what in my head was perfect. Right. Like if I had a pimple on my face, we're not filming that day. Mm-hmm. If I got on the scale and it was a number that I didn't like, I can't go to the audition that day or mm-hmm. I can't wear shorts or I have to cover up my body. Like I was so in my head and self-conscious. If I didn't say that sentence exactly how I wanted it, okay, we have to shoot it. Mm-hmm. And again, like 47 times. Mm-hmm. And, and so how wonderful it has been over the years going from you know, for me, it was creating content on this platform, thinking no one would see it. I had no followers, but I had copy and paste <laughs> and copy and paste is what allowed for me to get in front of the people who I wanted to get in front of. Okay. It wasn't even necessary followers, which we still have that. Yeah. That's what opened the door for me to get into TV mm. and then radio and then production. And then from there worked on the advertising side of things because I recognized that, oh my gosh, there are so many brands that are missing the mark. Right. They don't know how to connect. How do we humanize the brand? But then all of a sudden the pandemic happens. We have all of our clients who their budgets were cut or became non-existent. Nobody knew what to do. And I was like, let me show you what you can do 
without a production team, mm-hmm. <laughs> like with phones that you have, but here's the thing, you need to create your personal brand. Yes. Like you need to be a face of your business. And what I found is that the hardest brands to humanize are humans. Mm, really? Let that sink in. Like the hardest brands to humanize are humans. Why is that? You can give faces to brands like you see Flo from Progressive or Jake from State Farm yeah. or any type of model or actor that you've ever seen in a catalog or a commercial because they're playing a role. But when you add a face to the business, well, it's one thing if you are having someone who's speaking on behalf of the business, Mm -hmm. because then technically you still have something else to talk about. Like you have a product, you have a business, but then all of a sudden when you become a personal brand with a business, the content becomes so much more personal because you're an extension of your work. Sure. Your work is an extension of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden you see that like as a validation of if you matter. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you can't, it's so hard to detach one thing from the other. Yeah. And especially when you're brand new, you have this thought in your head of, but what if no one likes me or, or what if people hate me? Mm-hmm. And, and you can let those thoughts fester of someone making fun of your appearance or thinking, that your message doesn't matter. And that is so much louder than anything else. Yeah. But it is one of the most humbling experiences when you start creating content because all of your insecurities truly come to light. So true. Like you can't run. The the camera does not lie. Like (laughs) Facetune can lie, but the camera, like the camera doesn't lie. Yeah. That is what you look like. Mm -hmm. That is what you sound like. And it is a forced reflection of Mm self-awareness where all of a sudden, like we just, we just open the door Tori to social media church right now. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what I do now, which is on the surface, it's let's learn about social media. Let's learn about personal branding, but really that's my ploy to business owners, to everyday people, to coaches, to speakers, to go, actually, let's go on this journey of personal development Mm. because your social media habits reflect who you are socially as a human being. 1000%. Your personal brand absolutely reflects where you're at on your journey of personal development. And if, for example, you have in your head that you have to be perfect, well, where else is that showing up in your life? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As a people pleaser, as somebody who hangs out with people who you don't even actually like, as someone who maybe participates in activities or substances that like, you know, are, are making you feel less than, or like you can't actually show up as who you are. But what starts to happen and what was so beautiful about TikTok is that all of a sudden you had this new platform where it was like going to a new school or a new city and you were starting fresh. That was exactly how it was. At the time, like it wasn't the kind of thing where you would, you would open up the app and it'd be like, here are all the contacts that you know. Here are all my friends right. that already know me in my real life. That was the, the, the best thing about it for me too, which is it's sort of this permission slip back in 2020 because I knew no one on the platform and no it was one. just me. So I, there was like a lower barrier to entry of being my authentic self mm-hmm. because I wasn't afraid of who's looking at my content. Right. I was just being myself. Yes. And it was funny and humbling and really inspiring to see how that was the content that blew up because I wasn't trying so hard. Right. <laughs> and and that's the thing too is that like in early TikTok, what, what I want you to take, again, you don't have to be on TikTok. I'm actually barely on TikTok yeah, at yeah. this point anymore. And that's a totally different conversation. But what I want you to take are some of the lessons that you and I were exposed to yeah. that most people weren't because they never got on that platform, which there were a couple of things. Number one was the fact that this platform was entirely based off of recommendation. What does that mean? 
it didn't really matter how many followers you had. As long as your content was public, it was guaranteed to be put in front of people who didn't know you, mm-hmm. didn't follow you, which you used to have to pay for that. Yep. Like you used to have to buy ads to target people for that. But TikTok could see what you were creating content about and put you in front of the right people, regardless, again, of how many followers you have. Right. And now we're seeing this on Instagram Reels and LinkedIn and, and actually everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool that, wait, someone can see my content even though I have zero followers. Mm-hmm. And also how humbling that everyone had to start from zero. Yeah. Because at that point in time, no one could buy followers. You couldn't buy followers. You couldn't buy comments. There were no bots on the platform. So you really had to work for it. Mm -hmm. And you really had to think about what, what was actually working for me. The other thing was, even though TikTok had filters, if you used one, it was weird (laughs) because the only filters that they had were so exaggerated. And so therefore like you had, you had to show up without a filter. There was a culture of like rawness. Yes on, on the platform. Like that was the expectation. And I think that was what so many people thought found it refreshing versus Instagram, where that was kind of the curated platform. People felt a little bit more, um, allowed to be this alternate, maybe more authentic, more real raw version of themselves, um, on TikTok. Exactly. And so (laughs) it was weird if you saw someone on your feed with a filter where you were just like, Oh God, no, like keep scrolling. Yeah. It was also strange even to see highly produced content at that point in time. Yeah. Like you would have more trust if you were making it on your phone and because you're making it on your phone, it felt like you were FaceTiming with a friend Mm -hmm. or like someone who you already know, like Mm -hmm. you're talking directly into my soul. We're making eye contact. Like this is just a you and me situation. And that was also something that we hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, like, because you don't know anyone on the platform, all of a sudden, like you have this mentality of what would I do? What would I say? What would I create if nobody was watching? Mm -hmm. But also like, what if somebody does watch? And what if they do like it? Because at this point I have nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I don't know these people. Yeah. But also like, what if I have something to gain? Like, what if I can show up in a different way? And it was just, it felt like a safer place to play Mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, you couldn't rewind you couldn't fast forward. You also had to listen with the sound fully turned on. Yeah. They, you know, if you had captions in your videos, it was because you added them manually. And now they want to be more mindful of anyone who's deaf or hard of hearing. And also just, you know, if someone has their volume turned off, but at the time you had to be fully engaged. Mm-hmm. Like if you missed something, you had to watch the whole video over yeah. again. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. And so in that sense, you, you too on the receiving end, we're giving someone your full attention mm-hmm. versus double screening, triple screening, all the different things. Yeah. And those are all components in terms of the human experience and also in terms of the content creator experience that has to create authenticity because yeah. you have to show up, even if it's just a fraction of yourself more authentic than what you were doing before. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just for the first time you're showing up without a filter. Yeah. Even if it's just for the very first time you're allowing for your voice to be heard or in, and and the community too was something that was unmatched where like there was so much community in the comments. There was Mm -hmm. so much conversation because it was small enough to where you felt like maybe Tori will see my comment. Yeah. Like maybe Giselle will reply back to yeah. my comment. Yeah. And you felt that closeness that you're not feeling in other places. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage you to take some of those things that I just said and see where you might be able to apply it mm-hmm. to whatever platform you're currently using. Yeah. If it's TikTok, great. 
it's Instagram, like that doesn't really matter, but how could you show up more authentically Mm -hmm. and how could you show up more intentionally? And that's where a lot of people get lost too, is you show up to social media and you don't know what your intention is. And that's fine if all you're wanting is to be entertained Mm -hmm. and that is your intention. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling yourself that you're showing up on social media because you want to build a brand or you want to build a business or you want to connect with other fill in the blank types of people from fill in the blank types of places, then you need to change the way that you're both creating and consuming to reflect that. Yeah. Because views and likes, if you think about it, that's as passive as it gets. Like anybody can double tap. Mm-hmm. Anybody can just, you know, view something, keep scrolling. But how are you actually getting people to engage with you mm-hmm. and create contact? Mm-hmm. Like even though it's through a screen, but like creating that connection. Yeah. Like how are you getting people to sign up for your program or leave a meaningful comment, letting them know, oh my gosh, this spoke to me in such a way. I feel like you're reading my mind. I yeah. feel like you're connecting to me. Like, what is it doing for you? What are your intentions? And think about that mm-hmm. right now. Your intention might just be, I just want to show up and feel comfortable. Yeah. I well, want to, I want to be able to not do 67 takes. And- that's, that's part of it. Right. I think, are you, and this is the thing that people should consider is like, are you using social media or social media using yes. you? And what does that come down to? It comes down to intention and knowing why you're on the platform to begin with. I remember when I was making the transition from using social media for my personal everyday use to using it to build a brand and to build my professional life. And that was a shift in my mind, mental state of like, how am I going to approach content? Like I'm going to think much more methodically and strategically and intentionally about what I'm sharing versus just posting whatever. And you know, I think a lot of people probably find themselves in the group of social media is more using them than they're using social media, whether they are like they have their own business or they want to start some kind of side hustle. Or, I mean, given these days, kids grow up and they want to be what an influencer like that mm-hmm. is the number one thing kids want to do. And they're coming out of, you know, like coming into the world thinking that's like their goal the thing about this show that I love is that we talk about how do we build lives that feel as good as they look mm-hmm. and on social media, that. we're all about how do we look good, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or wherever. I want you to speak to the person who's like, okay, I've spent so much time and energy trying to look good, but it doesn't feel good. Maybe it's because it doesn't feel authentic. How do we start to like rewrite that mm-hmm. and start to develop a more authentic relationship with our voice and our posting and our strategy, but like something that feels true for us versus how we think we're supposed to show up and what we think we're supposed to show the world. And did you know, by the way, when you got onto TikTok or social media, what you wanted to use it for? Like at that point, were you already a coach and you wanted to yes. build your business or did it help you realize? So I st- started on Instagram and that was like where I was using it for my personal use. And then I became a coach and having to switch on the same platform felt a little bit more challenging because everyone that was following me followed me because they were my friend or they knew me. And, Mm -hmm. and then I had to pivot and like, now I'm using this platform to talk about my coaching business and to talk about these other things. When I got on TikTok. I was starting from zero and I could establish myself from the jump as a coach or as, you know, somebody who's talking about mental health and these other areas instead of having to make that pivot. So I I saw it differently because Instagram was one way I had to make a pivot and TikTok, I started out from the beginning being able to establish myself as a 
as an expert or as a coach? Well, with that, it's, it's starting with what's my intention for being here. Mm -hmm. And I like to compare social media to a refrigerator. Like a lot of people look at social media as if it is alcohol or sugar or, you know, it's toxic, it's horrible. And I love what you said about like, are you taking control of social media or is it taking control of you? Yeah. The reality is like, you get to decide what's in your refrigerator. Like if you want to fill it with alcohol and drink every single night, no wonder you feel hungover the next day. (laughs) Like if you want to fill it with nourishing foods, like you are what you consume at the end of the day. You get to decide who you follow. You get to decide what you're watching, what you're engaging with. Mm -hmm. And so for you, if your social media looks like a dumpster fire, that's because my friend, you like to play with fire. (laughs) You actually have a, a, a whole uh, bucket of gasoline in your pocket yeah. and you're just throwing the gasoline on it. Like you're the one holding the match. Mm-hmm. You get to decide what it looks like for you. Because again, like I mentioned this earlier, social media right now, it's fueled by recommendation. It is giving you the content that it believes will keep you on the platform the longest. And that's based off of your own behavior and your preferences. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's a mirror. It is a mirror of accountability. What does your feed say about you? Mm-hmm. Who is showing up? Mm-hmm. Who is showing up for you? And also who are you giving the most time to? Yeah. Because it is not about who you follow. It is not about what you like. It's where is your time going. Mm -hmm. It's recognizing that there are people who might be leaning into content that they don't want to publicly acknowledge. You hear a lot, you know, especially as it pertains to politics, the silent majority. It's taking even that into consideration of the ones who they're, you know, they're sitting back and they're paying attention, but what are you paying attention to? So for you, what is your intention? Where do you want social media to take you? Mm -hmm. Social media is a vehicle. It is not a destination. Even some of the biggest influencers who we see on every platform, the ones who are just influencing and who are just relying on brand deals their shelf life is limited. Yeah. And I've seen that now Mm -hmm. in the 15 years. And I've seen that back in the YouTubers that were huge. And a lot of them have fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. The ones who are still around are the ones who continue to adapt and reinvent themselves and also invest in things beyond just views Mm -hmm. and beyond just brand partnerships. They're creating their own brands. Right. So really think about where do you want social media to take you? Mm -hmm. Do you want it to introduce you to more people? Do you want it to be your inspiration and education in the morning? Do you want it to be your source of entertainment? Do you want it to help grow your business or perhaps you have multiple businesses in which case, awesome. Like let's use that. Do you want it to use, uh, use it to get more public speaking opportunities or to promote your book or your new product or your mom community or your coaching business? Mm-hmm. Awesome. But let's get really clear about what that intention is and even what the meaningful metrics look like for you. Mm-hmm. Like think about that, the meaningful metrics. So I look at content, I call it my content ROI. We've got real life content online content and internal content. Okay. If you don't have all of those three aligned, then either you're missing out or you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Okay. So your real life content is what are you saying and doing every single day? How are you showing up in your emails, on your phone calls, in your pitches, in your meetings with your friends? Like Mm -hmm. who is that real life version of you? Online is the online version. Are those aligned? Yeah. Are those not aligned? Or is one of those non-existent? Maybe you're like, Giselle, I have no, there's nothing. Yeah. I haven't posted in three years. <laughs> cool. Again, you're missing out mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Like you're missing out on awesome relationships. You're missing out on something. But are those two totally different people? Mm-hmm. Like, do you even look like your picture? Right. Or is that picture from before the pandemic, which all of us, let's be honest, we've all aged like 20 <laughs> years in the last yeah. two. Yeah. You know, are you using Facetune? Are you using multiple filters? Which now what I hate so much I don't think a lot of people realize this on TikTok and Instagram. There's already a built-in filter in the camera. 
I've heard you say this. Yeah. Explain. It's worse on TikTok. Okay. Which also is, I hate that so much because what I loved was the authenticity of TikTok. But when you open up that camera, it is different from your phone camera. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that is something that platform designed Mm -hmm. or if it's just because the camera is lower resolution, but that's not the same person who you see. Mm -hmm. And so no wonder when someone else takes a picture of you or when you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see because you're so used to seeing the filtered version of you. Mm-hmm. And, and again, maybe it was their ploy to get people to create more because it made them more comfortable. But what ends up happening is you actually end up feeling worse about yourself. Of course. And so when, for example, there's already a built-in filter and then maybe you add a quote unquote subtle filter. And then maybe you add the Paris filter on Instagram, which is the smoothing tool. And if you're not familiar with that, then congratulations. You're (laughs) you're probably not a woman. (laughs) Right. Congratulations (laughs) on being a man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But what's so interesting is that it's little things that I've noticed as a coach, when you get comfortable putting filters like that, you don't realize that what you thought initially was something subtle, it actually gives you permission to stack something else on top Mm -hmm, of that. mm -hmm. And then on top of that, and then on top of that. And then even if you're not using filters online, where are you using filters in your life? Sure. And when I say unfiltered, I feel like a lot of people have this misconception of, well, I don't want the world to know everything. I don't need the world to know everything. Like you still want to think about who's on the other side of Mm -hmm. that content, but it's, it's just simply, who am I going to see in person? Yeah. What am I going to experience in person? Yeah. And so when, when we remove those filters, it is wild the transformations that I have seen where it seems so small, but also why I'm so excited and passionate about the ways in which I use social media and personal branding to get to that root of personal development. Right. But when someone's able to physically, for example, unfollow people who suck or remove that filter that they were attached to mm-hmm. or begin writing in a way that's conversational and sounds like how they talk, how that starts showing up in your everyday life, where because you got okay with unfollowing someone, you got better at declining invitations to activities and parties that you didn't even want to go to in the first place. Or because you removed that filter, you weren't so self-conscious in the meeting and could be fully dialed in and connected Mm -hmm. to that person. Mm -hmm. Or because you got more comfortable with your voice, you got more comfortable with public speaking in person. And it's wild to me how it doesn't sound like much, but the transformations that I've been able to witness. Yeah. So if you're attached to any of those things, I challenge you, do one, one of those things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you stop using Paris mm-hmm. or maybe you stop using the filter or stop using it when you're wearing makeup yeah. because that's usually the excuse I get. Well, I only do it because I, I, I'm not wearing makeup. So I'm just, I'm adding makeup. Okay. I don't know any foundation that can make your face look like you've lost 20 pounds <laughs> yeah. and give you lip filler and a brow lift, but okay. Yeah. Um, but just seeing like the differences that it can make. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink AG1 literally every day and I started to give them a try because I realized that in order to be the real champion of my life, I've got to take care of my body. It's truly an absolute non-negotiable. I drink AG1 in the morning before I start my day and it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body as a positive first action and habit of my day. Because I've realized that one small thing that I do is the quickest way that I can create lasting change in my life. I think about it like this, my choices, my actions, they matter. So I think of drinking AG1 as a choice. It's like a vote for the person that I want to become. Someone who's balanced, 
vibrant, healthy, full of energy. And that's why I love AG1. It tastes so great and gives me everything that I need to feel my best. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash coachable. That's drinkag1.com slash coachable. Check them out today. And so setting your intention, like deciding who you want to show up as, Mm -hmm. but here's also the part that people miss. Who do you want to talk to? Mm -hmm. And if you're in the world of marketing, a lot of times we have this world of this avatar and makeup, like who's your target demo and blah, blah. No, I really want you to think of real people who you want to connect with. And I say plural people. Because, you know, it's not like you're just talking to one person. You can talk to multiple people and they can even have different types of interests and be completely different. Just like how your Friday night might look yeah. or going to a party and or going to a networking event. But like, who are the people that you actually want at your table? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, they're the types of people who you already know. But in some cases, it's people who you aspire to work with. And that's fine. Yeah. But chances are those people are not the friends and family who you've known your whole life. <laughs> true. No, very <laughs> In true. terms of getting you to where you want to go. Right. And that's a mistake that we make where, for example, I have two big brothers who, even though this is what I do for a living, you know, we all have family members who love to give unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. especially around the holidays. Yeah. And they would, they would say, oh, like, are you sure you want to post that? Or did you really want to say that? And I had to train my brand to uh, my, train my brain to go all respectfully. You're not my audience. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you crea- are not creating this content for, for my you audience. I'm not yeah. creating this content in for you. I'm, I'm not thinking of you in my head of who it's going to take to make a difference. Of course you might want to make your friends and family proud. Sure. And of course they're going to buy your book just because they love you. But who are you really making this for? Yeah. And I've heard you say something similar too, where if you're not sure Great. Think of your younger self. Yeah. Think of the person who you wish you would have had because where you might have imposter syndrome thinking, who am I to be a thought leader or even Mm -hmm. an educational resource to anybody else? The one person who you absolutely can help is the person who you used to be personally or professionally or physically or whatever that is. And for you, like you, you can speak, you have more experience than anybody else. Right. Well, and that's (laughs) what I, that's what I tell people too, who are, who are like struggling with overcoming this fear of getting started and putting themselves out there. It's like, being yourself is your superpower. Your story is something no one can take from you. No one can dispute, you know, it's like, it's not about necessarily having to position yourself as an expert. Maybe if that's like what you need for your business for, but for me, it was how do I learn to tell and to talk about who I am? And if I'm not comfortable being myself, then how am I going to ever be comfortable talking about something else? It's not even me. Like if I, it, like you, you're talking about, it's a reflection of your own level of personal development. I realize, like if I stop working on myself, I stop having things to say. <laughs> like I stop having things to talk about because I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm only trying to talk about my personal experience, the things that actually work for me, the tools, the resources, the experiences that I've personally had. And if you don't agree with that, 
that's fine, but it's my experience. Yes. You know what I mean? So I don't need you or someone else to agree because I'm not trying to position it as I know best. It's like, this is just my life. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten really comfortable with sitting in that seat of sharing my experiences because there's nothing more true than that mm-hmm. for me. And, and it, takes away this fear of like, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I, what if I like, cause I'm not, I'm not trying to point anyone in any one direction. I'm just saying, this is what I've tried. Mm-hmm. This is how I experience this. This is what I've done to overcome, you know, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Try it for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say I know best. I'm just saying, this is what worked for you. Try it on. And yeah. when you do that, what you, what, what ultimately I want you to understand is that there is somebody else on the other side of that content. Mm-hmm. There is someone else on that other, you know, on the piece of plastic, there's somebody on the other side of that. Yeah. They might not physically be there yet, but eventually there will be. Mm-hmm. And it's training your brain to understand that you're having a conversation. Yeah. You're not just giving this presentation and you're not giving this report on like who you are. I, 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 me, 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 me. Yeah. You want to treat it as if you're having a conversation with someone just like you and I are right now. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that conversation is with your younger self. Mm-hmm. In some cases, like from a tactic standpoint, it's using the word you, which a lot of creators miss out on. And also how you get in your head. I, 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 I think about you even in the ways that you and I have been having this conversation mm-hmm. and we're talking about you and I, and also we're thinking about who's listening to this. Yes. Who needs to hear this? Who is that you, mm-hmm. that singular person? Not everyone, not all of Instagram, not all of TikTok, not every woman in the world. I'm, I'm really imagining in my head a very single person mm-hmm. of who I want to talk to. I know that will it will touch more than just that person, Yeah. but recognizing, okay, how do I connect and that's a piece that a lot of people are missing. Why? 100%. Because most often we're in our own heads and we're in that trap of comparison. I'm thinking of somebody right now. Are you? <laughs> like the, the, who is the you? Like uh, it was a previous yeah. client of mine yeah. who really wanted, and I'm sure this is people you work with every day, really wanted to connect, really wanted to show up more authentically online, really wanted to position herself as an expert in her field. She's a therapist. And therapists, it's interesting, are trained not to talk about personal experience. Right. That's like, that's one of the pieces of red tape that's like, don't go there. Right. So they're very much trained to talk about, to, to give advice and to give, you know, tactical one, two, three, this is what you do. Here's your toolbox. Here's your toolbox. And it's feet. It's very impersonal, whether it's a therapist or anyone else. How do you start to bridge that gap from feeling like there's a wall between you and your audience? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a wall you've put up or sometimes that's a wall Usually. you've been trained to put there. But Ultimately, we're saying, how do we bring that down and how do we connect face to face, not mask to mask, like heart to heart, like person to person? Absolutely. It's well, first of all, it's getting it out of a clinical setting. Yeah. For yourself mentally. Yeah. And thinking about it from a person to person, friend to friend setting. And and also I should even go, you need to decide what do you want your audience relationship to look like, mm-hmm. because if you do want it to be clinical, I mean, you and I have made friends even with doctors or financial professionals who are creating content where they do legitimately have certain limitations and rules yes. of what they can and can't do. But again, what do you want your relationships to, 
to be like with your audience? Do you want them to be fans Mm -hmm. and you are superior? Do you Mm -hmm. want them to feel like they know you? Do you want, do you want them to feel like they're best friends with you? Do you want it to be a little bit more professional Mm -hmm. and for them to not so much know about the personal, you need to decide what that looks like, but there's personal and there's private. Private is your prerogative. It could be whatever you want, Mm -hmm. but personal, that's how you connect with people. It's like your personality too. It's your personality. It's your opinions. It is the sound of your voice. It is the cadence of your voice. Mm -hmm. And it's how you connect with people where, for example, if somebody comes to you with a story or they want advice or they want feedback, the way that you let them know that you are credible, you're not saying, well, I have this on my resume and Mm -hmm. I went to this school and I blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, unless it legitimately relates to it. But instead you perhaps go back into a story of, oh, I I know exactly how it feels Mm -hmm. to get on the scale and suck in and wish that you looked different. Or I know exactly how it feels to, you know, get to the bottom of the potato chip bag or to get your heart broken Mm -hmm. or to be so excited and then to be let down, you know, that's what creates connection with, with someone and, and in story. And it's also something that like you, you said at the beginning of this conversation, how we stand out in this world where everybody wants you to be like everybody else. Now we're also in this world where everybody thinks that you need to use chat GBT and AI to replace yourself. And in certain respects, sure. But ChatGBT does not know your story. ChatGBT does not know your audience right. intimately like you do. And that's also how you set yourself apart by being more human and being comfortable with what your story is. And so one of the exercises that I give my clients is I want you to come up with an opinion that someone could disagree with every day. Just come up with an opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it is ranch or blue cheese, <laughs> if it is, you know, in and out or Whataburger or Vikings or Packers. Mm-hmm. I just want you to come up with any kind of an opinion or give your audience a chance to disagree with you. Yeah. Because part of where we get into our heads is ultimately thinking, what if someone disagrees with me? So true. Which now in the world that we're in right now, we think that disagreement means that canceled. either someone's Being- right or someone's wrong yeah. or someone's canceled when actuality, like there is a world where disagreement can coexist and you can still respect each other. And also this thought of, well, if they disagree with me, then I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then I'm dumb. If I'm dumb, then who am I? And we go into that cycle over and over and over again. So what are ways that you can show up without a filter? Where are the filters that you are showing up in your life? How can you get more comfortable with your opinions Mm -hmm. and your voice? Mm -hmm. And what are some stories that you do feel comfortable sharing? Where you know what it feels like to win and also you know what it feels like to lose. Mm -hmm. Where you made a mistake. That's also something where we think that in order to be a coach, you have to be perfect. You have to be all figured out. But no, we have empathy Cause we've seen some shit. Well, that's how you humanize the human. Exactly. Is by being human. <laughs> exactly. But that's so hard. Yeah. Again, humans are the hardest brand to humanize. Mm. We also get caught up in this place of comparison mm-hmm. where whether you're scrolling in that rabbit hole and you're allowing for yourself to trick yourself mm-hmm. into believing that that research is productive. Right. When at this point, just go do the thing. Yeah. But then there's also this thought of, constantly comparing yourself to other people. And we've heard the quote of comparison is the thief of joy, Mm -hmm. but I believe that comparison is only the thief of joy. If it's coming from a place of lack, Mm. like just let that sink in for a moment because comparison is not an establishment of superiority. It is quite literally taking two objects and seeing how they are dissimilar or similar. 
That's it. Yeah. And if you think about it, that's also how you determine who you like, who's your people. Oh my gosh, Tori, you and I have so much in common. Right. <laughs> or you have brown hair, I have brown hair. Like yeah. you have olive skin, I have olive skin. You're a coach, I'm a coach. Like similarities. Mm -hmm. There's a very fine line between connection and jealousy. Mm. And that fine line is all mindset. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with you having more. It's yeah. all about mindset. And and so part of what I also coach, and, and this is this is everyone who is in the personal development space, yeah. which is finding that place of gratitude. What are you grateful for in yourself? In yourself. What do you like about yourself? Exactly. <laughs> what do you like about yourself? Yes. What do you bring to the table? And I think so many people are doing what you just described as an inside out approach. What most people are doing is an outside in. Mm -hmm. They're going to social media to see, okay, I'm gonna what do I need to create so I know who I need to be so that you'll like me. Yes. So then I can feel good about myself. So then I can like myself. Because if you like me, then I can like myself. Versus I'm coming from a place where I'm creating and showing up because I like me. And then I I'm okay with whoever else does or doesn't. And I don't need that as the proof that I am acceptable or lovable or good enough. And that is a big shift. And it is, it's a matter of perspective and mindset a hundred percent, but mm -hmm. the results you're going to get and how you're going to feel about it are going to be completely different, completely different. And unfortunately, a lot of us have, you know, especially if you are a female, you know, for so much of what I did in my career, I was always the only female, mm -hmm. like there would only be one, yeah. <laughs> there was only one of us. And so unfortunately I was trained to think that any other female was my competition. Any other female yeah. was my enemy, yeah. not realizing that it just takes one of us to be able to open doors for somebody else. And in actuality, there are so many opportunities that we ourselves can create, mm -hmm. but that's the other piece that I had to really train my brain. And TikTok was like the sledgehammer that forced me to do it, which is you find yourself in that place of comparison, coming from that place of lack, seeing that person as your competition. But what I had to train my brain and realize is, well, wait a minute. If that person has the life that I want, that means that it's possible. Mm -hmm. That means someone has done it. Yep. Therefore, if they did it, I can do it. That was that was what inspired me and gave me what I felt like was the permission to slip to start this show. I was listening to someone else's podcast, some girl around my age, and I was like, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could do that. And I sat with that for a couple of days. And I was like, Instead of going into poor me, I wish if only I would love an opportunity like that. It was like, if she can, why can't I? Exactly. It was like, oh no, this is know. the proof that I can do it too. Instead right. and seeing it as inspiration versus making me feel like I'm not doing something and I'm jealous or I'm envious or I'm a victim to poor me. Like, why can't I do that? It's like, no, this is the, this is the evidence that it's possible. The other piece of it too, is that that could very well be someone who should be in your community. Yeah. And one of the examples that I gave, do you follow Jerry, Jara Fosterfell, Jara Bean? Yes. Okay. So she was someone who she was also showing up as a coach on TikTok, and she was really passionate about editing and she would do all these cool transitions and she's blonde, tall and mm -hmm. skinny. And so my thought was like, oh my gosh, like she's doing videos and on TikTok and she's so much better than I am. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, and like and every single time I would see her videos, it would rub me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Like it would just make me feel so horrible about myself. Mm -hmm. And so 
you might have the immediate reaction of, hold on, let me mute, let me unfollow. But instead, what I started doing with her and with other creators on TikTok who made me feel some kind of a way is, first of all, I identified, wait, where is this coming from? Like, why do I feel this kind of way? Is she actually a bad person? Is she actually a fake person? Is she actually my competition? Or is this me coming from a place of lack Mm -hmm. and having that comparison place of lack take my joy? Mm -hmm. And I instead followed her. I instead forced myself to leave nice comments Mm -hmm. on her videos, which you might be thinking, oh, Giselle, that's so fake. No, it's not. You have to train your brain to start seeing good in others. And I've also done this in my journey of my own body acceptance in real life of complimenting other people, seeing good in other people, Mm -hmm. because when you start seeing good in other people, you can start to see that good in yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And, or you can bring that person down to earth, humanize them. And how wonderful when you find that person who you think that's your competition in actuality, wait, this person has similar crazy dreams like I have where I thought this was a lonely place and I was the only person. How awesome that I can reach out to Tori and ask her, oh my gosh, wait, you did this. What was that like for you? Oh my gosh, you're going to Burning Man. Like, do you need a a friend? Like Mm -hmm. finding those different things where all of it collectively, cyclically can make all the difference in the world. And sure, it's possible that that person never knows who you are, or that you exist. Great. Yeah. A lot of my mentors and personal coaches have no idea who I am, same, same. <laughs> have no clue. But st- <laughs> and yet they've made all the difference, yeah. you know, and there are some people who, as it turns out, they're, they were very different from who I thought. But most of the people, like 99% of the friends who I've made online mm-hmm. are legitimately exactly the same in person because I choose to follow the realness. If yeah. someone's feed looks too perfect, I got trust issues. I'm like, what are you hiding back <laughs> right. there? Like we're at the dead bodies where, yes. and again, that might come from my own place of insecurity, but I'm at a place in my life where I know my people and I have had so many instances in my life where I want to get the approval of the mean girls mm-hmm. or the popular group. Mm-hmm. And I try so hard to get them to notice me or accept me or see what I've done. And it is exhausting yeah. only for me to then realize, what, what am I doing trying to reach these people when I have these awesome humans who are right here right. and they're not just numbers, like the views, the followers, we think they're not, those are real people. Oh, only 10 people watch to your video. Can you imagine like yeah. if 10 people were in the studio right now, can you imagine showed up to your, 10 people showed up to your first event or 10, 10 people, people showed up to up. your first event, 10 yeah. people signed up for your course, 10 right. people bought your book. Like those are real people and it's humanizing some of the things that we've accidentally dehumanized in the process of avoiding ourselves. Yeah. And we see it as a number. And I think, you know, that's this sort of grass is greener mentality. We're like every, every, the thing I want is over there versus like, it's right here, but I'm not cultivating and watering it. You know, sometimes what do you say to the person? Cause I've seen this as over the last several years, as I've been in this industry, especially in the personal development space, people who are struggling to find their own voice often just regurgitate what other people are saying, or you said copy and paste is a real thing. How many, I've seen people literally copy and paste a, ca- a caption and like say that it's theirs. You know what I mean? Cause they're struggling internally to find their own voice and sh- their own opinions and have a stance. And so they'll find someone who either is getting the results they want, or you think is showing up in a way that they, they admire, but then oftentimes it's just, they think they need to be just like that. 
and they haven't maybe spent the time with themselves to formulate their own message. What do you say to those people who are struggling? It happens a lot. And honestly, it's part of the journey. Yeah. And I can think of, I, I remember like years ago, I went to an audition and I was the favorite. I was the front runner to get this part. But as soon as they hit the record button, my soul left my body. And the fun, awesome, vivacious, colorful person just disappeared. Mm. And they challenged me of, can you tell some stories? Can you give us some personal? And I just couldn't. I ended up breaking down into tears and they were willing to give me all the time in the world. Like they wanted it so Uh. bad for me. And I I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It was still part of my journey though. I had to go through that to experience it. And I'm seeing a lot of professional speakers now go through that as well, mm-hmm. where they had this cookie cutter keynote. They Because deli- I could read a script. I could read a teleprompter. I could do that great. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to make it my own. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to make it my own. Yeah. And so sometimes it takes getting inspiration. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully you're not full on copying yeah. someone, in which case plagiarism. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like, how does that feel right. on, on your own brain that you're copying somebody else? But, you know, typically we're pulling inspiration from a person mm-hmm. or a handful of people. So at the very least, how could you make this more your own? Yeah. Like, how could you, how could you make it your own? Right. Where it might be the same lesson. You know, a lot of us have heard the be yourself or, <laughs> or take the filter off or, but how do you make that your own? Mm-hmm. How, what are the lessons that you have learned or what are the lessons that you've ad- adopted or mm-hmm. what are some of those stories? Or it might be, what, what are some of the things like, I always take it, take it back to human experiences. When you're with your friends, when you're telling stories, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Cause you're not just repeating back what they're saying, like a parrot. Like you're, you're engaging in that conversation, paying att- like pay attention to the things that you're actually doing and in your real life. But the other thing that I advise is like, if you're in that camp, which sometimes is the same time, sometimes it's different of, well, this got a lot of views. So I'm going to redo it. Like mm-hmm. the, I'm going to rip off and mm-hmm. duplicate or whatever mm-hmm. that is. Well, hold on a second. What are your intentions? Because chances are their idea of what success and conversion looks like is different from yours. Mm -hmm. So for example, they might be looking to help beginners. If you're telling me that you want to work with people who are far advanced, great that that gets views, but that's not going to attract the people that you want to attract. Even in the world of personal development, the types of people that we're attracting, they might be at different parts of their journey. And in some cases there are many different parts, but you know, for you, like where, where are you hitting people? Like, how are you wanting to actually connect? And if you're in that place of like, you're feeling really, really stuck, sometimes it is just, it's doing a little bit of personal work Mm -hmm. and it's asking yourself, what are the moments and the events that make me who I am? What was a moment for you that was maybe a rock bottom mm-hmm. or a heartbreak yeah. or a mistake where a lot of times we don't want to go back there or we don't want to process it. But like, we're not the, the people who are the best of the best. They're not who they are because everything went right. Exactly. <laughs> they're who they are because of everything that went wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I once heard something too, where like, if you see someone who is filled with light, chances are it's, they've seen a lot, a lot of dark. dark. And I can totally live through that. I think we think that these people are, they don't have any trauma. They've never struggled. Mm -hmm. They have no hardship. Mm -hmm. And in actuality, like we are who we are because of that. Like the the best coaches, the best speakers, like the best business owners, it's because 
they are aware of their shortcomings. Like they know, like I know I'm always at least three minutes late. Like <laughs> not today. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. Five. <laughs> yeah. Like I know. And we started on time and, or, or like, you know, it's, it's that you're willing to look in the mirror, the mirror yeah. and you can own it. And if you don't like what you see, change it. Yeah. Even though if you want to change something, you own that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that even happened to me in the content creation process was I woke up one morning and my whole body was covered in hives, hmm. like inexplicably one morning, my whole body was covered in hives and I had no idea why. Hmm. And it happened for days and days and my hives were not going away. The doctors had no idea what was going on. The only medication they could give me were steroids, which just made me extremely bloated yeah. and anxious. So then I ate and then I was just, you know, swollen with water and I wasn't stressed before, but now I was. And in a very short period of time, my body was covered in these welts. And mm. also I put on 20 and then 40 pounds. Yeah. And even towards the beginning of that, my thought was, cause that was when I was in the thick of Facetune, mm. like, okay, am I just gonna put up old pictures until this goes away? But then it got to a point where it was like, I don't know if this is gonna go away. So am I gonna like just hide out? Am I just gonna leave social media yeah. or am I gonna show up? Mm. And so initially it was showing up because I physically needed help. Yeah. Like it was asking for help, which is also the root of, a lot of personal development. Yeah. Asking for help. Has anybody ever been through this? Do you know, like, this is what I have been going through. I wanted to let you know, because I was also thinking, well, wait a minute, if I put up all these cute face tune photos online and my clients see a totally different person, what are they going to think right. too? Yeah. And, and so like, that was a moment for me where it was forced imperfection. Like I had to show up as a version of myself where it was imperfect. So that's also a challenge that I give to my clients is I had them set an alarm on their phone. It's always for 1.43 PM, which is the number of letters. And I love you. I love that. Yeah. Which is an, an op like a recommendation for you to just be a little bit more loving. Yeah. So it's okay. 1.43 PM, go on your stories and tell me, where are you? What are you doing? And why are you doing that? Mm. And it might be the most average boring thing. Yeah. Maybe you're getting lunch. Maybe you're picking up your dog poop. Maybe <laughs> you're picking up your kids yeah. or maybe your kid was sick at school and you're taking them home. Maybe you're in the middle of whatever it is, but you get used to imperfect moments versus thinking I need to be in a studio. Yeah. I need to tell the story perfectly. Just get comfortable talking about the most extraordinarily average, ordinary things. Yeah. And so for me, what also ended up happening was realizing that I was becoming a resource. Mm -hmm. People going, oh my gosh, I've experienced that before. Or, oh my gosh, I so appreciate you for just showing up in that way. Like, I didn't know you had it in you. Yeah. Or, wow, like I didn't realize that was what your day consisted of. But then this other thing happened. I gained weight. And, um, and I remember showing a picture of me working out and I was wearing a sports bra and showing just like where my journey was like, Hey guys, my body looks very different than what it looked like at this point, you know, last year, mm -hmm. but I'm so looking forward to taking care of myself. We're finally starting to see some answers with my health. And the comment that I got the most was, Oh my gosh, you are so brave. Hmm. And truly at one point, like it was very courageous and brave for me to show up in that way. Yeah. But when I really thought about it, wait, why am I being categorized as brave for existing? Mm -hmm. Like this is how I'm showing up every day. Mm -hmm. Why is our bar for bravery set so low? Yeah. <laughs> and what would it look like if you were actually being brave? Mm -hmm. If we moved that zero back to where it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. which is you being able to show up as you are, mm -hmm. what would bravery actually look like? Yeah. So sometimes even asking the question, which you and I hear this in, as coaches all the time, what would the bravest, most courageous, audacious version of yourself do in this situation? Yeah. 
And sometimes you have to think of yourself as like a totally different person. Yeah, get outside of your totally. body. <laughs> what kind of a video would she make? Yeah. Like what kind of a caption would he make? Mm-hmm. And and brave might be you finally announcing that you launched your business. Brave for you might be finally announcing, hey, you know what? I've been struggling with my relationship with alcohol for mm-hmm. a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to know what a difference it has been making for me. Yeah. Brave might be asking yourself, what's getting in the way of you achieving your dreams? And as quickly as you would like, you know, what, what for you, what, what, what would the most brave version of you do? Yeah. And, um, and try to have a moment of like, who the fuck do you think you are every day? Yeah. Like just even if it's a little bit and sometimes like all of the, it's not one single formula. I know this is a long answer for that question, but it's, it's because personal development, it's not, you just answer one question and you're done. No. It's it, layered. It's layers. It's cycles. Yeah. It's <laughs> getting to one place and realizing a weight. And something that I've been saying a lot lately is either you have imposter syndrome or you're lying. Like <laughs> either you have imposter syndrome or you are not growing. Mm-hmm. If you do not have some level of imposter syndrome in your life, then you are either complacent or you are lying Yeah, because you should, if you're truly growing, constantly be entering new chapters and development in your life, whether you're becoming a parent or entering a relationship or leaving a relationship or starting a new job or trying out a new message or starting a podcast. Like if you're constantly doing something that you have never done before, then yes, those voices exist. Mm -hmm. And also that's an indicator that you're doing something awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Well, even if it's meant to be failure, you're still doing something awesome. And that's, what's going to build the muscles and create the reps Mm -hmm. and create the light and the empathy to make you even more qualified for whatever it is that you're doing. Even Mel Robbins, who has the top podcast in the world, she had a show that got canceled. True. Yeah. And not that long ago. Yep. And yet she found a different way and is now where she's at in her journey. It does. It brings up, you know, social media showing up online. It requires you to step into deeper levels of self-acceptance because what we're often so afraid of is everyone else's judgment, but it's our own judgment that is the harshest and the worst. And often it's our own voice that keeps us playing small, you know, and whether it's, finding acceptance for your body, finding, I think of, you know, sharing your stories or struggles in whatever that area that may, may be. When I think of it, I think of people like Whitney Simmons, who is a huge fitness content creator who has her own brand has worked with Jim charge. She also struggles with skin condition, like a skin mm-hmm. condition. And she puts it out there. I think of women who struggle with uh, painful periods and now they're teaching women how they've overcome that and what they're doing that works for them. I think about women who, you know, are taking these topics that would have traditionally been something you hide and now they're coming forward and sharing their experience. And that's the thing that's like people find like, thank you. Thank you. Someone said it. Thank Mm -hmm. you. It's not just me, you know, but it also invites us all into deeper levels of accepting ourselves and that we can say, Hey, this part of me too is welcome. There's gold in the, I wonder if I'm the only one who, Mm Mm-hmm. If you ever feel that, lean into it. Start with that question. Ask your, yeah, like maybe put that as a journal prompt and write all the things down that you've ever thought. I wonder if I'm on, Mm -hmm. 
make a piece of content yeah. about it. I wonder <laughs> if I, and that on its own is a great starter of content yeah. because then you can have the reaction of me too. Mm -hmm. Am I the only one who, and that can go in so many different directions. So many. It can be as superficial as you want. Like yeah. right now I'm having all of these judgments about the elf on the shelf that parents are doing. Okay. Like, but again, or I wonder, am I the only one who struggles with these voices in mm -hmm. my head? That even came up yesterday at dinner where someone, it was another business owner. And he was like, do you guys like wake up sometimes and wonder if what you're saying is dumb. Yeah. We're like, yeah, every day he's like, okay, cool. I just didn't know if I was the only person who thought that. Like, I wonder if I'm the only one who, yeah. that on its own is content, that on its own is exploration. And mm -hmm. if you are the only one who is talking about it, mm -hmm. consider being that person. Mm -hmm. Like where, for example, I, I just shared a video about this, but I remember when I was younger, I would see CoverGirl commercials and it was always a blonde and a redhead and Tyra Banks. And like Tyra Banks was just supposed to be representation for anybody who even had just a little bit of tint into their skin. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember as a kid thinking, you know, wait, I'm not like, I feel like there's, why am I not being represented? Sure. And, and instead thinking, well, the world's waiting for me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be that person. I need to be that person. And so if, for example, you feel like you're not being represented in conversations or in campaigns or in beauty or in success or in your journey or in parenting or in motherhood or in coaching, be that person. Step up. Yeah. Because the world is waiting for you. Maybe not the whole world, but someone who seeing you would make their world mm -hmm. and give them the permission that they have been needing because how long it might've taken you to see that from somebody else. Like you can be that person. You can create that ripple effect that then gives somebody else the permission to be a little bit more loving or to find their voice or to share or to be more authentic mm -hmm. or to pursue whatever that crazy version of love business, whatever that is. If you don't see yourself being represented, you don't have to force yourself to fit into somebody else's table. You can go create your own table or create your own show where 15 years ago, when I was on this journey, I physically needed to be in a room with a casting director who would then give me the microphone in the production studio. Now, all you need is this. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Your microphone is right here, mm -hmm. but it's a heavy microphone to lift. If you don't believe that you are worthy to share your story and you have to remind yourself that you absolutely are share worthy and the most extraordinary things about you are not things that have to be attained. They're ones that we are experiencing already and every day. Mm -hmm. You simply get to attach that into whatever beautiful, wild assortment, magical combination that is yours and nobody else's. Mm -hmm. And that's where the gold is in that connection. Mic drop. There Mic it is. Drop. That's <laughs> it right there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you needed a permission slip today, this is it to just show up and be yourself and, and learn as you fumble through this process, you know, to love yourself a little bit more because the whole thing about being coachable and what I was, lo I love about what you were saying. And like, if you're not feeling imposter syndrome, like you're not trying, you're not growing is like, that's what it means to be coachable is continue to be willing to be a student, to be a beginner, mm -hmm. to step out of your comfort zone, to start from zero. Things. Yeah. And everything is hard before it's easy. And we even when it that. becomes like, when I think about content too, I, I compare it to like going to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. Even the people who you see who they have six packs or their trainers, like 
they're still working hard. Yeah. Like their hard looks different. Yeah. They might be carrying more weight or doing more reps or running more miles, mm -hmm. but it's not supposed to be easy. Mm -hmm. Like easy is not going to have an impact on you. Easy isn't what's going to turn into muscles. Easy isn't what's going to turn into strength and resilience. So if it starts to get easy for you, like put another weight on, yeah, <laughs> like, that's the, keep that's doing the, the work. Like, it's not meant to, you figure it out and it's all, no, 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 no. It's, it's a constant piece. And yeah. once you also recognize that, that it's a journey and not just a place that you're going to get to and you're going to be chosen and mm -hmm. all of your magical dreams are going to come true. Nope. When your dreams come true, you're going to come up with more yeah. because your vision's just going to open up even more. Yeah. And how, how awesome now that with social media, we have all of these examples of what success and happiness can look like and, yeah. and even personal development in a way that previously we never, we never had that. Yeah. So true. As we close, is there any final words, any final messages you want to give people as they're, you know, navigating their relationship to social media or their message or just their own personal brand? What are your final thoughts? I hope this is the beginning of many conversations mm -hmm. with you, with your community, with me. My DMs are always, always open. Yeah. And it's conversations like these that also inspire more content for me. So yeah. if, if this conversation moved you in any way, one thing I like to say is show me your receipts. And by that, I don't mean sign up for my coaching. If you want to coach with me, great. But it's, I want to see the receipts of implementation mm -hmm. because you can take all of the notes, but until you actually start getting in the water, mm -hmm. like you, you can do all the research, but until you actually start getting in the water, it's, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. So I want to see that receipt of implementation of Giselle. I finally posted the video without a filter, or I finally made that post announcing my business. Mm -hmm. Or I finally, you know, t shared my story that I was so scared to tell, or you know, I, I want to see that yeah. and, and slide in my DMS. I want to, I want to see it. I want to connect with you and keep the conversation going. Absolutely. Tell people how they can find you online. Instagram's where I'm most active. Okay. So come and find me at Giselle Ugardi on Instagram. Okay. We'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes. And we want to see those receipts of implementation. You know, knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is. So make sure you go apply something you heard today because that might be the beginning of a whole new world of opportunity of, of relating to yourself, relating to other people, of getting your voice and your message out there. Cause I know that there are people who I can attribute my success and where I'm sitting today. And I know you probably can too. Like if I'd never heard someone else share their story, if I'd never listened to that podcast that reminded me and showed me that it's possible for me to do it too, I wouldn't be the woman that I am. I wouldn't be the show host that I am. I wouldn't be the speaker that I am and vice versa. It's like, I, I thank all of the people that came before me that were brave enough to do the thing mm -hmm. that showed me that I could also do the thing. And you reminded me of something, which is that if, if Tori has ever made an impact on you, I mean, one of the things that we talked about was how views and likes are the most passive thing. You know, how often do we see something that, that we feel and yet we say nothing Yeah, like go leave a comment go leave a review on, yeah. you know, your podcast page, which you might not say, but like that makes such a difference for podcasters. Go send her a DM mm -hmm. and let her know what she said that, that inspired you. And that too can also remind us of, it is about being social. It is about creating community and, and going out of your way to express that gratitude, mm -hmm. like putting all of this into action to, to show her like how meaningful this platform, this community, this show, this podcast is yeah. like Thank that you. too. Um, I, I think it's, it's so, so, yeah. so important. And I appreciate that. And, and the last final thing I'll say is if you see your friends showing up online, support them. 
You know, maybe you don't know me personally, but I, I have a group of women that I'm very close with that we call, we have a community called the Wolf Pack and we have Wolf Pack women too. And one of the girls in there was saying, you know, we were being so supportive and collaborative and encouraging. And she was like, you know, if we don't support each other, who are we supporting? celebrities, people we don't know, strangers online. So if you see your friends being brave, if you see your friends starting something new, sharing their story, like be the person that encourages them, that comments on, you know, that shares their thing, because you don't know what that really means for somebody who's just getting started. So, amen. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for being you. here. Thanks for spending time with us. You're Yay. welcome back anytime Yay. and anytime you're in Vegas, but you guys, you know what to do. Make sure you screenshot this, share this with a friend. Please leave a comment or a review on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple podcasts, wherever you get the show. And we will see you next week on the coachable podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.